0: On this episode, secret military bases and remnants of an ancient yet technologically advanced civilization beneath the Antarctic ice.
2: Admiral Byrd went down to Antarctica to conduct a top secret negotiation with the Germans down there, but Byrd was burned. But by then, the, the Germans had had enough time to finally develop the advanced technologies, especially the laser cannon for the flying saucers.
0: This podcast is brought to you by BrightBiz. If you own a business or you've dreamed of starting one, there's a helpful free guide with 36 business power tools proven to boost sales, increase income, simplify your life, and give you better results with less effort best of all this business toolbox is yours absolutely free and these are useful online tools that make doing almost anything a lot easier just visit freebusinesstoolbox.com to grab your copy I know there are a lot of websites that offer you a special deal on something but then they stick you in some annoying recurring program but this isn't like that there's no hidden thing to try Bright Biz is giving away this guide free of charge as a means of putting their best foot forward. But all good things must come to an end, so don't wait. Grab your free guide today. Visit FreeBusinessToolbox.com FreeBusinessToolbox.com
1: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres, Pursuing the truth wherever it leads Exposing evil and corruption
0: It's Holy Wednesday on the Orthodox calendar. This is when we go to church and receive oil that has been blessed by the Holy Spirit. It's an important sacrament. The priest anoints parishioners on the outside of both hands, both palms and cheeks, and the forehead, and this is to provide both spiritual and physical healing. Holy Week is a wonderful and meaningful time of the year. Uh, Speaking of the Orthodox Church, I was reading some articles in preparation for this podcast, and a couple of years ago, the leader of the Russian Orthodox Church, Patriarch Kirill visited the Antarctic back in 2016. Uh, he visited the Bellingshausen Research Station on King George Island. That was the first research station founded by the Soviet Antarctic Expedition back in 1968. Also, that same year, former U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry paid a visit to the Antarctic. Aside from a photo op with some penguins, I'm not sure what they went down there to see, but there is currently a lot of intrigue over what's going on in the Antarctic. This is a huge continent, keep in mind, about twice the size of the continental United States. And at one time, Antarctica reportedly had a river system, and it's rumored that Nazis found these submerged waterways and sent their submarines down there to establish bases under the ice. In 2017, a number of scientific studies took place on Antarctica, and it seemed to confirm there is an ancient cavern system under the ice. Some of these caverns have an extensive thermal system heated by underground volcanoes, which lends credence to the possibility that there could have been bases established under the ice. Uh, And starting in the 1930s, the Nazis began a colonization with large numbers escaping there at the end of World War II, Uh, The Germans may have found ancient artifacts, indicating that before Antarctica froze, it was the home of, wait for it, Atlantis. Dr. Michael Sala is a pioneer in the development of exopolitics. He's the author of several books that include Kennedy's Last Stand and Galactic Diplomacy. Dr. Sala was an assistant professor researcher in residence in the School of International Service, American University, from 1996 to 2004. He has a Ph.D. in government from the University of Queensland, Australia. He's also the founder of the ExoPolitics Institute, a non organization that analyzes the political implications of the extraterrestrial presence. His most recent book, just hot off the presses uh, within the last couple of days, is Antarctica's Hidden History. Dr. Michael Sala, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you?
2: I'm great. Thanks for having me, Richard.
0: And it's uh, very propitious that we should have you on, because the the third uh, book in the Antarctic Trilogy uh, is now available as of uh, just a couple of days ago.
2: That's right. Yes, it came out on March 25th, and it's the third in the Secret Space Program series, so I'm very happy to to have that come out.
0: You talk about all of this volcanic activity, and volcanic activity is up all over the world, particularly underwater a volcanic activity, and that has led to some interesting revelations in the Antarctic as some of the ice shield starts to melt away. Talk to me about what is being revealed down there.
2: Well, scientists have for many decades actually been monitoring the temperature increase in Antarctica, and that's well known. What's not so well known is that the temperature increase happens to be concentrated in Western Antarctica, uh, which is a very interesting fact. And what happened was that uh, last year, a group of researchers from uh, Edinburgh University basically came out with a study showing that they had uncovered an additional 91 submerged volcanoes in Antarctica that previously they didn't know about. So that meant that Antarctica now became the world's most, um, it had the world's most extensive network of volcanoes. And because these volcanoes are submerged under miles of ice and and in some and and heavily compacted, it meant that any kind of volcanic activity from them you know, was not seen, was not observed. And, you know, the the amount of ice does impact on the activity. But what's been happening over the last decade or so is that as the ice sheets begin to melt, that compaction diminishes. And so basically that leads to the volcanoes um, becoming more active or, you know, there's less inhibiting their volcanic activity. And as they become more active, more ice melts, thereby lessening the weight, compacting the volcanoes, thereby accelerating their activity. So there's a kind of feedback loop happening here. And, and what we are seeing is that uh, the temperature increase in the western region of Antarctica, um, a lot of that can be attributed to this volcanic activity, which is increasing, causing the ice to melt, causing... Um, large uh, deposits of water being found, uh, surface water being found in, At- in Antarctica, and even large holes, I mean, Richard, large holes from the surface of Antarctica, you know, two miles under the ice sheet, you know, very close to these volcanoes, due to all of the thermal heat, all the, all the heat comes up to the surface, melting these big holes, in some cases big, big enough to for a kind of C-130 um, aircraft to, to go in. So, you know, we're talking um, very significant uh, melt-off in Antarctica, and uh, the ice really is uh, accelerating, the melt-off is accelerating in a way that does lead to concerns. What you know, What does this mean, and what's it uncovering?
0: Exactly. Well, what is it uncovering? What have uh, what are the whistleblowers uh, saying? People like Corey Good and others who have been down there. What are they saying about artifacts or uh, crashed spacecraft, uh, for example, extraterrestrial spacecraft that are being uncovered?
2: Well, that's right. Um, there are a number of whistleblowers. Uh, Corey Good and Pete Peterson are, are two whistleblowers or insiders, really. Who uh, say that they actually have been down to Antarctica and sighted uh, the the ruins um, under the ice sheets? That they uh, Corey Good says that he was taken there by an underground uh, civilization. He calls the Anshar. Uh, Pete Peterson says that he was taken there as part of a uh, classified program and got to see some of the buried uh, artifacts and the spacecraft down there. But basically they're saying that uh, these craft and the remains of ancient civilizations are now being exposed because of the melt-off. Because basically what what happens, Richard, is that with the thermal activity from this extensive network of volcanoes under under the Antarctic ice sheets, it's leading to the formation of these huge caverns where these artifacts that had been previously buried or hidden under the ice are now exposed and uh, through radar mapping and other techniques scientists are able to identify this and drill down to these caverns that that are forming under antarctica or um, expanding and they're able to drill and they're able to begin excavations and and this came to a peak in uh, 2002, um, according to Corey Good, where he says that uh, that's when a decision was made uh, that Western scientists, um, mainstream scientists, um, videographers uh, would be allowed to these regions under the Antarctic ice sheets to begin scientific excavations, to begin filming, and to begin the analysis of what was discovered down there. Now, exactly how much they're going to release and when they're going to release it, I mean, that's all open to debate. But the thing is, as the ice sheet continues to melt and more of what's hidden under Antarctica gets, gets exposed, then it becomes harder and harder to keep all this secret.
0: So is that the decision then? Is that the rationale for the decision? We can't cover this up anymore, and so we're going to use the Antarctica maybe as sort of the base to un to unpack disclosure.
2: I think Antarctica is going to be a big part of that. I think that uh, what happened was that at some point, uh, probably in the 1990s, uh, the, the, the The scientists in charge of these covert uh, programs in Antarctica looking at the volcanic activity and looking at what is happening as our Earth enters a region of the of the galaxy or as our solar system enters the region of the galaxy, which is accelerating uh, the kind of uh, frequencies or you know, impacting solar activity which thereby impacts. Um, the Earth's um, at the core. The Earth's core activity gets um, impacted by all of these increased cosmic rays as the whole solar system moves into a particular region of the galaxy. Uh, that means that volcanism all over the planet uh, be, be, is is triggered, and so I think that what happened was that uh, the scientists realised that the volcanoes in Antarctica, which clearly are uh, linked to the Earth's core, as they get triggered, uh, the ice sheet is going to begin to melt and everything there um, that has been hidden is going to be exposed. Um, And so this is going to make it inevitable that disclosure is going to happen because there are 50 different nations down there in Antarctica uh, that have to varying degrees uh, bases uh, there where they do all kinds of studies and, and major countries are all kind of competing to have access to these buried ruins. And so I, I think the decision was made that uh, this was inevitable. In 2002, um, Antarctica was opened up. And, and I think that they're going to make an announcement, which at a minimum is going to be that they have discovered artifacts from an ancient civilization in Antarctica that was flash-frozen. and And that's going to lead to... Um, you know, incredible interest in the scientific world.
0: Dr. Michael Sala is uh, here, and his new book just uh, days old off the uh, the presses: uh, Antarctica's Hidden History: Corporate Foundations of Secret Space Programs. And this is book three of the Secret Space Program series. Uh, so, w- what what is what are these? Uh, extraterrestrial artifacts going to reveal, do you suspect, about the nature of ETs, that they've always been here? Uh, are we going to be able to determine when they arrived here, that sort of thing?
2: What what these artifacts are going to reveal, I, I think it, it all depends on how much is disclosed. I think uh, probably there'll be an effort to kind of sanitize this of the extraterrestrial element to begin with. But that at, at some point um, people will learn that this civilization in Antarctica was influenced by extraterrestrials and, and established by extraterrestrials. And and what's going to be truly fascinating is the correlation between these extraterrestrials that established the bases in Antarctica with the ancient uh, texts that refer to fallen angels or refer to gods that established civilizations uh, in other places of the world. You, know, you, you have, in, for example, in the Old Testament, you have the fallen angels that helped establish civilization um, in the area of modern-day Palestine and Israel. Uh, you, you have um, the king's list in, Sum- in Sumer. You have um, uh, Manetho in Egypt also talking about uh, the gods who established civilization and how they then created a race of hybrids who became the, the the kind of next tier of leadership. And I think that this is going to all be substantiated by the discovery that Antarctica was probably the hub for this worldwide series of colonies that were established by extraterrestrials.
0: What is the connection between this ancient civilization down there and the ET presence uh down there in the Antarctic and the the German uh the uh the Nazi uh submarine bases and so forth?
2: Right. Well, you know, we need to keep in mind uh, that uh, that Antarctica is is huge. I mean, we're talking about uh a, a landmass an area at least, that is uh, twice the size of the 48 contiguous uh, United States. Um, and so there are many different things and many different bases down there. You know, you have this ancient civilization that was flash-frozen that uh, I believe was referred to in the King's List and the, uh, on the Old Testament and by Manitha. Then you have uh, other other races... Uh, that are down there. Uh, one um, in particular uh, that are described as reptilian uh, by some of these insiders, uh, Corey Good, uh, Bill Tompkins, um, and others. Uh, basically, that they they helped the the Germans establish bases in Antarctica. You know, this is one of the things that I guess a lot of people are going to find difficult to believe that that uh, Germany, uh, especially towards the end of the Second World War. Um, it was uh, understood that um, Germany was going to lose the war and so more and more resources and manpower was taken down to Antarctica um, to an area that they had been guided to by by this group of reptilian extraterrestrials who saw the, the Germans as allies uh, for establishing a kind of base or a beachhead on planet Earth to expand this kind of reptilian influence, and so, and so the uh, the Germans were helped uh, in finding their bases down there, um, and and we know that uh, there were U-boat captains who who had um, uh, detailed instructions uh, because the, the the some of this documentation has been released showing the way that the U-boat captains could enter into the under-ice region of Antarctica following the, the submerged waterways travelling into the interior of Antarctica um, in these waterways where they would, uh, along the way, exit in these huge cavern systems where they could establish bases. And these bases, I mean, the most famous, of course, is Base 211, uh, and uh, that uh, is called uh, uh, New Berlin, or has been called New Berlin, New Schwabenland. Um, this, this base became the hub for the Germans to move their material, their manpower, um, throughout the Second World War, so that when the war ended, the Germans had established what Karl Donitz, who was the Grand Admiral of the German uh, Navy, and, uh, and was also, after Hitler, uh, the, the leader of, of Germany for a couple of weeks before the Allies took formal control of, uh, uh, of, a, of occupied Germany, that, that Donitz basically was referring to this submerged or this hidden base in Antarctica, um, Base 211. And is
0: that the, was that the true purpose of Operation High Jump when Admiral Richard Byrd went down there on this expedition that was supposedly, ostensibly, uh, to establish some, you know, U.S. outpost?
2: Exactly. Actually, um, what's not well known is that Admiral Byrd went down to Antarctica um, first in 1940, in the summer of 1945, 1946, that's the southern hemisphere summer. Um, and to conduct negotiations with the Germans down there. So this is only we're talking about four or five months after the atomic bomb, uh, atomic bomb was used uh, to end the Second World War in Japan. Admiral Byrd went down to Antarctica to conduct a top secret negotiation with the Germans down there because it was believed that you know just as the Germans in um, the Nazis had had reached agreements with the U.S. government. Um, in, earlier in 1945, um, le- leading to the kind of uh, capture, to the defeat of Nazi Germany, that the German outpost in Antarctica would be similarly willing to negotiate with the Americans, but Byrd was, was spurned. And because of that, the the navy then prepared uh, a naval expedition for the next available opportunity, which would be the uh, the southern hemisphere summer of 1946-47, which is when Admiral Byrd went down there. But by then, the the Germans had had enough time to uh, to finally uh, develop the advanced technologies, the, especially the laser cannons for the flying saucers, that they could. Use against the um, uh, to the against the high jump expedition, the naval task force, uh, something that uh, they didn't su- uh, succeed in doing um, during the Second World War in Germany itself, but they had succeeded in doing in Antarctica, and so that meant that Admiral Byrd's uh, expedition uh, was defeated, and and that Admiral Byrd, on the way back to the United States, stopped off in chile in, on march 12 of 1947 and gave um a, a very revealing interview to uh, to a reporter lee van atta where he talked about a new enemy that could fly from pole to pole uh very quickly to the attack to attack the united states and he was talking about uh, both poles, both the north and the south pole. Now, conceivably, the Russians could attack from the north pole, but there was no, there was no military power in the south pole, and so uh, this is a pretty. Uh, much a of kind of offhanded way for Bird to admit that there was a new enemy with a base in Antarctica that could uh, overfly the United States and attack it if it wished. So
0: the so the the Nazis, and it's interesting to note that at the the end of the Second World War, at least in Europe, in in 1945, the German army surrendered, but. Uh, the uh, the vice chancellor who took over for Hitler never surrendered, so the Nazis technically never surrendered. So they were going to use Antarctica as a base to bring about what a fourth Reich.
2: That's exactly right. Yes, uh, th- that the Nazis uh, basically formed uh, a strategic retreat, and this is well established in a document, um, a U.S. Army intelligence document. Uh, that shows that in Strasbourg, uh, France, uh, in uh, August of 1944, a leading industrialists were convened and they were given orders from the Nazi SS, uh, particularly uh, uh, Martin Bormann, the, the deputy Führer of, of Germany, uh, organized with the support of the Nazi SS that... German industrialists from that date forth would repatriate as much capital and as much re- resources as possible out of, out of Germany, so they would take out all, as much as they could and put it into friendly countries or into South America or down into Antarctica uh, for the establishment of a Fourth Reich, which would attempt... To defeat the Western powers not by military means but by economic means. And so this is a, this was the kind of blueprint for the establishment of a Fourth Reich. And as you pointed out, uh, this meant that the Nazis, uh, didn't formally surrender because they, they basically, uh, relocated down to Antarctica and uh, down to South America with the goal of basically establishing a Fourth Reich through economic means and using the um, the advanced technologies that were in Antarctica uh, for the establishment of the Fourth Reich. And uh, I can say, looking you know, historically at what has happened, they were very successful.
0: So uh, this is um, part of what I, I, I believe uh, Joseph Farrell calls the, the, the Nazi internationale. They have – um, uh, as you say, they move their their base of operation from Germany to the Antarctic. and then, just like all uh, organized crime organizations, they sort of uh, spread their tendrils uh, through various uh, countries and, and corporations so that they have become almost unrecognizable. They're, they're just part of the furniture. Uh, and, and you talk about this secret agreement, uh, that the uh, this German breakaway group reached with the United States with Eisenhower back in 1955. Talk to me about that.
2: Right. Well, this was uh, a, a critical event because um, I think what the United States learned was that a lot of the overflights of uh, U.S. territory uh, throughout the uh, latter part of the 1940s and the 1950s that you know these were not extraterrestrial craft that um, even though that was likely to be the case in some that we know that there were some if not many of these UFO sightings actually involved uh, German craft operating out of Antarctica and, and perhaps the, the most uh, well the, you know, the very first one um, the, the, the Kenneth Arnold sighting uh, from June of 1947 you know that showed what uh, appeared to be uh, flying wing aircraft that that Germany was developing during the second world war and that ha- they had uh, perfected these flying wing aircraft um, in in antarctica and so some of these were doing overflights of the united states um, that was the Kenneth arnold incident uh, but the most dramatic I think was the thousand nine hundred and fifty two uh, Washington overflight where these uh, uFO's flying sources appeared. Over the capital, and the the U.S. Air Force um, and the Navy jets were um, told to stand down; that they didn't have any means of being able to intercept or take down these these craft. And and according to uh, Corey Good, William Tompkins, and Clark McClellan, uh, uh, another insider, these were actually uh, German craft out of Antarctica that were flying over the capital, and and the purpose was not. To start a war with the United States, but to pressure the Truman administration and the Eisenhower administration into starting serious negotiations with the Germans in Antarctica, um, where uh, they, they would be kind of like um, uh, an, an agreement between uh, equals, uh, not, not, not like what happened um, at the end of the Second World War, where the agreements were with a, a, a vanquished or defeated Germany. This would be an agreement between equals, uh, and e- even one where the United States uh, was in a kind of inferior negotiating position because they couldn't do anything to shoot down the German craft. So, um, But what happened was that uh, when Eisenhower uh, was elected and came to power in January of 1953, his uh, CIA director was uh, Alan Dulles, and his uh, secretary of state was John Foster Dulles. And both the, the Dulles brothers uh, were very familiar with the the German industrialists that were the financial backers of the Fourth Reich. In fact, the Dulles brothers uh, were, played a, a critical role in uh, Adolf Hitler coming to power in 1933. And what's not well known is the Dulles brothers actually met with Hitler in 1933 in the summer. Um, and, and so you had in the United States under the Eisenhower administration Two of the key people that were very familiar with making deals with uh, German corporations that were behind the Fourth Reich, and so they were a big part of the Eisenhower administration reaching an agreement with the German, with the German Fourth Reich, um, and thereby that ag- agreement basically accelerated uh, the the operation. Paperclip that was then underway, way whereby German scientists came into the United States and were fast-tracked into senior positions and leadership positions in the U.S. military-industrial complex. Um, yeah, and then you had, uh, by the late 50s, early 60s, as NASA was established, you, you had... Um, Former Nazis like uh, Kurt de becoming head of the Kennedy Space Center. You had Werner von Braun becoming head of the Marshall Flight Center. And there were many other Germans who were fast-tracked into these senior positions. And and it's a real puzzle as to how this this happened, um, unless one understands that an agreement had been reached. Um, whereby the, the Germans uh, the Germans and the uh, US military industrial complex basically became partners where there was a, it, uh, there was a sharing of technologies and resources and manpower where the, the Germans would help the US military industrial complex reverse engineer and understand alien technologies and in exchange the Germans in Antarctica would be given um, increased resources and manpower to significantly expand their space program out of Antarctica.
0: Alien technology in the Antarctic secret Nazi bases under the ice it's almost too much to process so give me a few minutes to try and wrap my head around this in the meantime let me ask you dog owners out there how would you like to develop your dog's hidden intelligence to eliminate bad behavior and create the obedient well-behaved pet of your dreams a woman named Adrienne Faricelli a professional certified dog trainer has helped hundreds of dog owners train their dogs to be well-behaved, obedient, loving pets by bringing out the hidden intelligence inside all dogs. You can quickly eliminate any behavioral problem your dog has, no matter how badly you think it's ingrained, no matter what kind of dog you have. The science behind this is simple. You may have heard of neuroplasticity in the human brain. That's what allows our brains to learn new behaviors, Well, your dog's brain has the same plasticity. With the right mental stimulation that Adrian teaches, any dog's brain will become more open and receptive to learning new information. Your dog will listen to you and understand what you want it to do. When this happens, bad behaviors simply fade away as more desirable ones appear in their place. So, if you want to check out this remarkable dog training system, just visit realbusinessbargains.com. That's realbusinessbargains.com. realbusinessbargains.com.
1: As you're staring up at the night sky, ever wonder who's staring back? No, me either. But I guess you better say it because of Richard, you know, he's all wrapped up in this stuff. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett.
0: Dr. Michael Sala is here. We're talking about secret bases in the Antarctica, joint U.S.-German bases involving, it would seem, alien technology. Where are we at now? It would seem, by, uh, by sort of connecting the dots, it would be impossible then to determine where the, the Nazi international ends and the United States of America begins. They're so interwoven at this point.
2: That's exactly, the, that's exactly right, yes. Um, they have become so interwoven because uh, the German industrialists that were the the foundation for the Fourth Reich's uh, financial power, they pretty much integrated with the U.S. military industrial complex and and with the advanced technologies that the Germans had pioneered in their bases in Antarctica and other areas of South America, they were able to establish um, very advanced um, uh, projects With these kinds of uh, technologies where the distinction between the German and the American uh, influence kind of like really uh, disappeared and so the Fourth Reich you know to all intents and purposes um, is is now a kind of like hybrid of uh, much of the American Republic uh, or, or at least the military industrial complex and what's what's down there in Antarctica and in South America but but the big holdout has always been uh, the U.S. Navy and the U.S. military uh, and, and the Marines in particular, um, because the Navy and the, the U.S. Marine Corps uh, basically saw themselves as the guarantor of the American Republic, and so they basically encourage uh, the Air Force um, and and the uh, the Air Force in particular to kind of like work very closely with the uh, with the fourth Reich, whereas the the navy kind of uh had a very different approach and and what we are now seeing uh with the present ad- administration in the u.s is where uh the marine corps and the navy uh are using the trump administration as a means for basically uh regaining the american american republic and 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 Eroding this influence of the Fourth Reich and the kind of globalist international that underscores it.
0: Antarctica's hidden history: corporate foundations of secret space programs. Just now available within the last couple of days, Dr. Mi- Dr. Michael Sala's uh, third, uh, the uh, the third book in the trilogy on secret space programs. So that means that this whole disclosure. Um, uh, Issue is a very, very tricky wicket because, in order for there to be some sort of a disclosure, of UFOs and ETs, it would it would require an an admission that the Nazis won the war.
2: Well, this is this is part of um, you know the, the negotiations that I believe is happening right now. You know, how much is going to be revealed? Um, at, at a minimum, we're going to see. Um, some of the advanced technologies that were found in Antarctica under the ice from this uh, ancient flash-frozen civilization. Uh, I think we are also going to have a disclosure about the Air Force having a secret space program uh, that has uh, these advanced uh, flying triangles, TR-3B craft, and some stealth space stations flying up there, and that they've perfected um, some advanced technologies like uh, like electrogravitics. Then I think we might, uh, as to what happens after that in terms of extraterrestrials and the the uh, continued existence of the Fourth Reich and the German space program, that um, you know that might not be immediately uh, revealed. It might be a few years before that is uh, released. Um, I, I think those that are behind the disclosure. Uh, at an official level, are uh, wanting to do this in a way which is not going to destabilize things. Um, but but certainly it's been um, more than 70 years now since uh, Nazi Germany was defeated. Um, and if it was suddenly revealed that the Germans established an outpost in Antarctica where they did these incredible technological feats and established the space program that was then augmented by the United States. I, I, I kind of think that that's probably not going to be uh, as destabilizing as it would have been maybe 20 years ago, you know, during the Cold War. Um, but now I, I think a lot of people would be uh, kind of amazed, um, shocked and impressed. I mean, uh, because, you know, what we know of uh, of, of the German of the german um kind of technological achievements during the war uh was that you know they built these v1 v2 rockets and did some terrible things you know the gas chambers and all of that and so um you know that's the way we think of of the nazis but you know this this might be a, a, an attempt uh, kind of like to revise history to say that well yes you know certainly there's some bad things were done but you know what was happening in antarctica uh, were some remarkable technological achievements um, that really the world uh, needs to know or deserves to know
0: so you mentioned this this uh, schism that exists within the the pentagon really uh, where you have those departments or uh, uh, f- areas of the Defense Department that are sort of on side with what's going on down in the Antarctic and full cooperation, and then you have the Navy and the Marines, which are uh, sort of trying to, to resist that and fight back, and as you say, regain the, the, the Republic. Is, is that what underpins this a uh, recent disclosure that was published in the New York Times back in December uh we had this video that came out of uh it was the uh, I believe the the USS Nimitz fighter group in San Diego with these uh, videos of uh these unidentified flying objects doing these remarkable maneuvering and so forth? In other words, is the Navy kind of pushing back and, and they're trying to to reveal and disclose while the other departments in the, in, in the Pentagon are trying to keep a, a, a lid on it?
2: Well, due to, due to compartmentalization, um, many senior officials in the Air Force who have been running their secret space programs weren't aware of the Navy program. I think the, you know, this is the thing that because of compartmentalization you, you can have a, a lot of people serving in the Air Force secret space program not knowing that the Navy has an even more advanced program. And, and this is one of the things that I've found in my research that uh, the Air Force people that were involved in these uh, classified TR3B anti-gravity flying triangle, triangles or anti-gravity flying rectangles uh, the weapons platforms that are in Earth's orbit and the uh, stealth space stations up there many of them weren't weren't aware that the Navy had the battle groups that Corey good and Bill Tompkins were talking about um, but what happened was that when uh, Corey good came out um, in uh, 2016 and started talking about this the uh, then essentially the Air Force began to investigate uh, and they were initially very skeptical that this could be real, but then certain Air Force officials uh, found out that it was very real and that this kind of like led to the Air Force changing, um, making some pretty major decisions such as, you know, moving forward with disclosure uh, such as uh, being uh, more responsible in terms of uh, how, how they deal with uh, you know, people uh, researching these kinds of issues you know, rather than being a hindrance and suppressing it, kind of like actually being uh, very supportive. And so this is what we're seeing with Tom DeLong at the moment and that 2004 Nimitz in- incident uh, that Tom DeLonge I and he's to the academy uh, project, they're getting a lot of help Uh, from the u.s air force um and and the navy is releasing these these files um and and i think that um for the air force in particular uh there has been a pretty dramatic turn where they have now begun to work uh closely with uh, a group of human looking extraterrestrials that are kind of like generically referred to as the nordics uh, that the air force um, even though they've been aware of them for, for many, many decades, have now begun to work closely with them. And I think that um, as a result of that, uh, the, the Air Force is, is now kind of on board uh, with what the Navy, what the Marines are doing. Um, and I, I think that the Air Force is going to be a, a kind of positive force for disclosure and and may even kind of like reveal that uh, that there are these human-looking uh, Nordics that are part of the kind of like uh, framework for, for how the advanced technologies have been developed on the planet.
0: So has Area 51 essentially been relocated to the Antarctic?
2: Well, um, Area 51 was always a, a CIA uh, Air Force operation, Uh, to kind of like uh, reverse engineer study some of the alien craft and the German craft uh, that the Air Force uh, got its hands on um, and to kind of like start to develop some advanced technologies uh, of interest to the Air Force and the CIA. Um, Now, the Navy had its own facilities um, at um, China Lake and at uh, research facilities um, in Utah, where the Navy was establishing these, uh, these, their own kind of uh, sh- ship construction facilities for these kilometer-long um, spacecraft. Um, and, and then you have, in Antarctica, the development of a corporate space program. And this is very important to distinguish. The, the corporate space program in Antarctica from the Air Force programs uh, in uh, Area 51 and at Wright-Patterson and the Navy program at China Lake and at uh, Utah, that the uh, corporate space program in Antarctica was a fusion of German corporation and major U.S. corporations that uh, basically uh, came together as as part of this Fourth Reich. And this corporate-run space program in Antarctica um, is very very large. It has uh, some of the most um, developed spacecraft uh, known to exist, um, and some of these are also very large. Like you know, we're talking kilometres, kilometre long, um, with, you know, teardrop-shaped dra- uh, craft that are capable of interstellar travel. So this is well beyond anything that the Air Force has, and also more more advanced. Than, than what the Navy has because the um, the corporate program in Antarctica was a fusion of what what US corporations and what um, German corporations could come together in, in terms could you know what they were able to develop as a joint as a joint effort
0: at these Publicly traded corporations, uh, in other words, uh, you know, could part of your 401k uh, be invested in these secret bases and advanced uh, aerial um, aerial craft and so forth?
2: Sure. The, the, the way it's been uh, described to me is that um, these uh, corporations uh, are kind of funded by the corporate world. Um, and uh, yeah, th- th- this, and it's called, It's described as the interplanetary corporate conglomerate. This is the space program, the corporate-run space program out of Antarctica, and so you have all the major aerospace companies in the United States and other companies from from Germany, uh, like in the United States, Lockheed, uh, Northrop Grumman, uh, General Dynamics. You know all of the big. Um, all of the big uh, aerospace companies, you know, they all have a vested interest in this because they're all competing to learn what what the most advanced defense technologies are and and get a piece of that pie. And what typically happens is that with uh, these uh, major corporations, both from the US and Germany and other countries, Britain and so forth, is that say uh, someone from the board of directors from say Lockheed Martin uh, retires then they might be tapped on the shoulder and say, "Well, we want you to come work with us, uh, with this kind of, uh, with this super board that runs the interplanetary corporate conglomerate, which which is an which is analogous to how retired air force and maybe admirals and." Uh, and say marine uh, generals uh, after after retirement, after the mandatory retirement at, at around age 62, they're then tapped on the shoulder and said, you know, we want you to come and come and serve on the leadership or on the board of of so and so. So you know, this is the way it's run. And um, so all of the major aerospace companies around the world all have a vested interest and participate to varying degrees in this corporate-run space program out of Antarctica.
0: At what point, if ever, uh, are these technological advancements in uh, anti-gravitics and, and uh, f- free energy, essentially, will they be shared with, with the rest of humanity, or are they solely intended for this elite group uh, that comprise this breakaway civilization?
2: Well, I, th- I think that the big, uh, st- uh, the big obstacle to that sharing has always been the uh, the oil companies and the, the pharmaceutical companies, uh, those with a vested interest in, in conventional energy technologies and medical technologies. Uh, but what I know has been happening is that an agreement has been re- reached to release. These more advanced technologies, but in a way which is not going to destabilise uh, the corporations who have been uh, very much interested in big oil or big pharmaceuticals. So, for example, um, you know, like like you've got countries like Saudi Arabia, uh, which has for a long time. Uh, being very dependent on the uh, fossil fuel industry now kind of like having a I think what do they call it the 2030 vision or whatever it is like trying to come up with alternative um, uh, 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 energy technologies for the future. Um, Similarly you have that happening in the United States where a lot of the major oil companies are starting to invest in alternative fuels and so forth, alternative energy, so that when these uh, new energy technologies are released or the new health mod- modalities are released, uh, those companies that have a stake in the in the current system will benefit uh, from the release of these technologies. And I think that's been kind of like uh, planned uh, very very uh, cleverly so that uh, the technology can be rolled out without it being stopped as it has been in the past because of these major oil companies and pharmaceutical companies putting a stop to it
0: Dr. Michael Sala Antarctica's Hidden History Corporate Foundations of Secret Space Programs and Book 3 this is Book 3 of the Secret Space Program series now available Uh, good booksellers everywhere Amazon of course Uh, Dr. Sala thank you so much for this
2: You're so welcome, Richard. Thank
0: you. Bye-bye. Before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to fill you in on what's coming up on Episode 52 of Conspiracy Unlimited. Before that, a reminder, if you want to get in on the weekly draw for a chance to win a copy of my Strange Planet CD. Yes, CDs. I'm old school. Maybe one day I'll transfer them over to vinyl. How about 78 RPM? Anyway, if you want a chance to win, again, one of my Strange Planet CDs, Volume 1 or 2, rate and review this podcast. Grab a screenshot of that, and then email it to me at richardserrett1 at gmail.com. Don't forget to include your full name and mailing address, and then be listening every Friday. Good luck. Hey, I've been telling everyone about Life Extension's Mega Green Tea Extract and how it provides powerful antioxidant effects throughout the body. It's true. Green tea contains health-promoting polyphenols, including a powerful antioxidant, which has been the subject of extensive scientific research. Why not pour on these multiple health benefits? Green tea is a powerful antioxidant. It supports cell membrane integrity, boosts liver detoxification, enhances immune function, and helps maintain healthy blood cholesterol, LDL and triglyceride levels, and much more. Life Extension's Mega Green Tea Extract is decaffeinated, yet it contains more polyphenols in one capsule than seven cups of green tea. The Chinese have used green tea for therapeutic purposes since 2000 B.C., More recently, volumes of published scientific findings attest to its multiple health benefits. One capsule a day of mega green tea extract is all you need. Give your body what it needs. Order right now from Life Extension and save 25%. Just go to SmartClickIdea.com. That's SmartClickIdea.com. SmartClickIdea.com. Coming up on Episode 52, The Death of Lady Diana. Was the former Princess of Wales murdered? A lawyer sifts through the evidence and reveals her findings. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now.
1: A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com Blow your mind. That is all for now.